it's been a unique time for us. I mean, it's juggling and pivoting and doing all these different things that we haven't done. And so it's a challenge that I think we're accepting. We're not stressed out about it right now. It's kind of more ambiguous where we don't know what's going to happen in the next moment. And I, I kind of embrace those situations personally. I mean, I know it can get stressful. I think the first two weeks were the stressful part. And now that it's just reality, it's like, okay, well, this is just what it is. And we got to kind of do it. Welcome to On The Fly, an almost daily interview with San Francisco Bay Area chefs, restaurateurs, and other members of our beloved hospitality industry, from the big names to the tiny neighborhood joints as they fight to adapt and survive during the coronavirus pandemic. I'm your host, Marcia Goliardi, and I've been covering the local food and beverage scene in my Table Hopper e-column for the past 14 years. Today's episode is with Evan Kadera the co-founder and CEO of Senor Sisig, a beloved food business that got its start in 2010 as a food truck during the beginnings of the San Francisco street food scene. Popular for their Filipino street-style dishes, like their groundbreaking Sisig burritos, the business has expanded to six food trucks, and they just opened their first brick-and-mortar location in the Mission at the end of 2019. But with the disappearance of their downtown lunch crowd during the stay-at-home order, Kadera tells us how a couple of the trucks are moving on to other locations around the Bay. In honor of their 10th year of business, they launched Seasig for the People, an initiative with the goal of raising $100,000 to help fund the preparation and delivery of meals to the community. They're also part of another inspiring initiative, Filipinos Feed the Frontlines, joining their fellow Filipino restaurants to provide meals to healthcare workers and food insecure communities while trying to stay open. Thanks for listening. Please read the episode notes for links to these initiatives, where you can track down their Cizig nachos, and more. Evan, thank you so much for joining me for On the Fly. Uh, you are definitely one of the busier people I can imagine <laughs> right now. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so talk to me a bit with uh, Senor Sizig. Let's give everybody an overview. I mean, you have uh, you have your first brick and mortar location on Valencia. You have numerous food trucks. So what's what's kind of your normal overview of business and where are you at now? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a challenging time for everybody. So I think we've all had to kind of adjust to this new norm mm -hmm. uh, that we're dealing with right now. Um, um, you know, prior to all of this, kind of our norm was mostly food trucks, right, for, yep. for the first nine years of our business. Um, so we have six food trucks, about five or six of them will go out a day. Um, mostly lunch to kind of, you know, downtown SF. We did some a little bit outside in Daly City and Oakland here and there. Mm -hmm. um, but that was kind of where the food trucks would go. And um, not until November of 2019 is when we first opened our brick and mortar in the Mission District. And so that was a, a pretty recent addition to kind of our business operations. So we, we kind of got that rolling, you know, three months into it, felt pretty good about, okay, we're getting the hang of this thing. And then boom, <laughs> you know, the wave hits again. Um, so uh that that was kind of the short and skinny of what it kind of looked like before mm -hmm. um yeah and then we've had to make a, a lot of adjustments actually you know to kind of how we operate our business yeah let's let's hear a bit about you know just even like the numbers with employees where you're at now just so people can get an idea of uh, the changes you've had to make 
Yeah. So uh, employees, that, that's, that's, that was a, a hard one for us because I mean, I think it was a Friday evening, I, I believe when, when the shelter in place was kind of announced and mm-hmm. you know, it, was we, it was coming and it was going to be Monday. And uh, you know, we, you know, it was, a, uh, it was already a kind of a two week lead up period there already of like kind of the, it, it's coming, but we didn't know how serious it was. Um, we started to see it affect our business a little bit prior to that already. Sales were down a little bit, mm-hmm. um, just kind of based on location of the food truck a little more, where, where I, I heard other restaurants were dealing with a little bit more uh, drastic sales decline than, than we were dealing with those first two weeks. But then the shelter in place came and, uh, you know, that was that was kind of when it really all settled, set in for us because, you know, that next Monday it was just dead. The whole downtown was dead. Yeah. Nobody was at work, um, and it was it was like wow. I, and me, even personally, I don't think I even really understood the magnitude of where we were with this thing until I saw that. Um, mm. So you know, that Monday we sent our trucks out. We want to keep our people employed, and you know all that. Um, and you know, about an hour and a half into it, we did like one sale at each each of our trucks. Oh, um, and, right, and so you know that's when it it really set in that we hey this is not this is serious this is not going to work down here so let's wrap it up send it back and kind of evaluate what we need to do from here um and so you know just kind of talking internally like there's a lot of panic a lot of fear anxiety of kind of what's going on but we just kind of wanted to let it settle in you know um i know a lot of other businesses had to make the the quick decisions to lay off employees and stuff like that but um you know we were luckily in a position where we had enough capital to kind of hold off and, and, and see kind of what was going to happen in the next one or two weeks. Um, Cause it was a lot of talk about what the city was going to do, what federal was going to do, what um, the state was going to do all these things. And, um, but it was so much information that we we're just trying to kind of digest it all um, at that point. And we didn't want to make any gut instincts about what to do with our employees at that moment, because, you know, we really wanted to, prevent laying them off because we knew, you know, this is basically our family. Um, they depend on this job. And if we let them go, there's no guarantee Like, you know, they're going to have to go into the unemployment system and they're, you know, they're only going to get a fraction of what they make. That's not enough. We live in the Bay area, so that's not enough for them right. to even get by, let alone put some food on their plate. Right. Um, for them and their families and their children, it's all that. So we, we just felt like the right thing to do was kind of just hold on. Um, if we took took a loss as a business, which we ended up doing, then so be it, um, because we still had uh, some reserves available. So we were luckily in a, in a in a position where we can hold off for a little bit to kind of see how things went. Um, and uh, what we ended up doing was basically closing the trucks for two weeks um, while we kind of figured out what we wanted to do with those things, and we left the restaurant open, um, but we closed our patio seating area. So we kind of made it just a to-go pickup and to-go and delivery um, mm-hmm. model, um, which is still is going today. And so uh, the restaurant for the first two weeks was was going uh, and it was just still that adjustment period of, you know, how do we, how do we kind of change um, our just internal even line operation, you know, because nobody's going to the back, making sure everybody's staying for the separation, all these things. This is all new kind of things that we were dealing with on, on how to kind of manage. Um, so that was kind of going on for the first two weeks at the restaurant. Um, and then we found a, a, a few other locations for the trucks. So we kind of pivoted from putting the, our food trucks in 
you know, the work areas to provide lunch for workers into more communities that needed food because there's a lot of restaurants um, that were closed in these communities. So there was a need as well in those other communities. And that's that's a way we found that we were lucky to have food trucks even that, that are mobile that can that can provide that essential business to another community, but also be flexible on our side of the business to where we can move it into to yep. another area that, that needs, you know, that that business and then we can also then uh, make sure our employees have work um and so you know the goal was at minimum to just you know cover cost of goods and labor and uh, if we could find locations that could do that we were fine with breaking even even leaking a little bit but not just a full-blown hemorrhage just, yeah, yeah you know right exactly so um that was kind of our, our outlook and we were able to do that uh, uh we found two locations one in oakland and one in daily city uh, which we're still operating at right now um, and we're continuing to kind of look because we have another four trucks um that are, are just sitting there right mm. so but for the most part, our employees are all still on board. We had to lay off a few uh, employees, you know, uh, at, from the restaurant, like a, a couple of dishwashers and stuff. Um, but, you know, for the most part, we've only, we haven't had to lay off many people at all. So um, we feel like we're in a pretty good situation. Yeah. That's considering everything. Yeah. Totally. And I, I've seen pictures on uh, social media of uh, you guys with your truck, like out, out at some gas stations. So what are the two uh, locations where you've, you've pulled up now? Yeah. So in Oakland, it's at a gas, they're both in gas stations actually. Uh-huh. Uh, um, uh, in Oakland, it's at a gas 76 gas station in the diamond district in Oakland. Uh, the address is three, 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 three that's four threes fruitvale avenue uh in oakland uh-huh. um and then in daily city it's at a sh- no i can't i'm sorry oakland was a shell gas station daily city is a 76 gas station and okay. that address is uh uh 3001 Bro sarah yep mm-hmm. and um i understand you're an sf native <laughs> SS born and raised. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, and also, I mean, this is a crazy time, but uh, you guys are celebrating ten years of business. Which yeah, yeah, that's, what a, that's what, a rough what a party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it it really depends on how you look at it. Yeah, right. You know, I th- I think you know uh, we were we were kind of built out of a challenging time uh, totally. back in oh eight oh nine and. You know, it gave us the opportunity to start a business um, and, you know, for it to kind of come full circle 10 years later and deal with something that's none of us have ever dealt with. So it's a it's a it's a brand new challenge for all of us. I mean, yeah, I don't wish any of this upon anybody, but, you know, I, I think it's, it's something that we're trying to make uh, as positive as possible. Yep. And you guys are blowing my mind with how much you are giving back to the community right now. And I think we should just fill people in on some of the incredible initiatives you're working on. First, you've been um, collaborating with uh, the City Eats to Mm -hmm. help feed low-income families and seniors. Um, Tell us a little bit about uh, about that and uh, Sizzik for the people. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, It was during the first two weeks of kind of like scrambling around and figuring out what we were going to do. There was a few individuals, one in L.A. and one in New York, that were doing something similar to what we're doing. You know, my operations director was kind of like, you know, we have to we have to do something like this, too. Um, And I was like, absolutely. Absolutely. We have to. um, We have the mobile vehicles. We have the we have the huge commissary kitchen. We have the connections to the community and we have people that I think want to help. 
but um you know it was just about kind of connecting the dots you know i think yep. there's, you know there's a lot of people that want to help but they don't really have something that they feel deeply connected with um that they want to donate to um you know but they have the resources to do it and so we wanted to provide that outlet for them um and then we had folks like the city east that we've worked with for for years now now kind of giving back to the community but we also have other other organizations that we're going to kind of be working with CSIC for the people to kind of get meals back into the community as well um so you know we did we just felt like it was our responsibility with the kind of all those connections to connect those dots for everybody and so let's hear about um you know what you're preparing for uh, the city eats do you are you um, pulling up with the truck or is it all you know prepared foods that then you're just you're doing a, a handoff or how does that work yeah so so seasick for the people to kind of kind of rewind even on that is you know what, what we're doing is we're, we're trying to provide ten thousand meals over the long term right and so that that, that would require a goal of a hundred thousand dollars in donations and so we're going to try to reach that city east is kind of the main organization we're working with but we're going to work with other folks Every, everybody has so many different people that are in need as well and so we're going to kind of spread that money and those meals um to different communities uh here in the bay area but you know in general sometimes you know it'll be us preparing meals that can be heated up hot meals that we can drive up and deliver with the food truck and so it, i think every so far it's kind of been unique to to each day almost you know whereas mm -hmm. like, okay we're, we're gonna go into the bayview and we're gonna do the hot meals with the food truck or uh we're gonna go provide um I think this week we're going to go do um, some meal, some meals to uh, Casa Adelante uh, uh -huh. on Shotwell in uh, San Francisco as well. To the uh, it's a senior home, and so we're gonna we're gonna just kind of pull up with you know prepared meals that they can then heat up later on, and so we don't really need the food truck for that. Um, but but yeah, so it's it's been unique to each each kind of donation. Yep. And people can donate um, on your website, senorcisig.com uh, slash Sisig uh, for the people. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And that's the number four. So the number four. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then as a bonus, uh, people who donate over $100 are going to be getting um, a pretty fly t shirt, I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's our, it's our official 10 year t shirt. You know, I, I felt it, it, it would be good to kind of give something back as well. So. Nice. Mm -hmm. And then uh, tell me a little bit also, so you also have um, some involvement in Filipinos Feed the Frontlines, which is a newer yeah. initiative. So let's let's hear about that. So, yeah, uh, you know, along with feeding, you know, folks that are kind of in need of just food, you know, we have our, our, our workers that are on the front, front lines that we felt like we wanted to kind of give back to. And so, you know, it was a, it was a perfect situation where we're cultivate labs um, and a, a good friend of mine, Desi, yep. um, was putting these this, this this program together and reached out to a bunch of other Filipino businesses, mostly restaurants that are struggling as well um, to kind of figure out what's the next steps. We all have our unique struggles from this, but we all felt like we, we wanted to give back. And I think the other point that that I didn't mention between both of these programs is that, you know, by having the resource uh, to, to make these meals, we're also giving our employees work, right? And yep. creating work for our employees. So it's like a win-win where it's like, it's stimulating within a business for the, the workers to still have their work so that they can go home and pay their rent and buy their meals as well, right? And so, um, but with Filipino Feeds the Frontlines, like I said, it's a, it's, it's a group of um, 
Filipino restaurants that have come together and, and we're going to basically do a similar concept of seasick for the people, but we're really focusing on the service workers that are on the front line. Fantastic. You can go to Cultivate Labs and that's Cultivate with a K mm-hmm. um, slash front lines. And yeah, you guys, I'm just, I mean, what kind of hours are you working right now? This is This is a lot of mobilization and you guys are cranking it out. It's been a unique time for us. I mean, it's juggling and pivoting and doing all these different things that we haven't done. And so it's a challenge that I think we're accepting. We're not stressed out about it right now. It's kind of more ambiguous where we don't know what's going to happen in the next moment. And I, I kind of embrace those situations personally. I mean, I know it can get stressful. I think the first two weeks were the stressful part. And now yeah. that it's just reality, it's like, okay, well, this is just what it is. And we got to kind of do it. And so um, you know, I've been working from home a lot, trying to isolate, um, but, you know, I've been going out into the field a lot as well. So every day is a little different, um, but we are, I feel like, you know, we're trying to kind of keep balance within our, our work life for everybody that's within uh, Senior CSIG right now. Just understanding that, like, it, it can get to where we just want to work, 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 work. And that's just not realistic, you know, because a lot of us you know, have families at home. I have a seven-year-old daughter where, where I'm trying to work and she's here. And so it's kind of like mm-hmm. the juggle of like, okay, I got to shut this down and make sure I give her the attention and not make her feel like she's, uh, you know, a burden to me. <laughs> um, yeah. When, when, when it's hard, it's hard because when you're focused and you're trying to get something done or I'm on this podcast and she's knocking at the door and I'm like, 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 go, go. Um, (laughs) um, But, you know, I think, I think that that's something that all of us can kind of relate to in in one way or another. Um, And we've, we've had to make those adjustments and and work is different than it used to be. And so um, it could feel like it's, it's, it could feel like you're working more or less. I don't know. I mean, I think every situation might be a little different, but um, to me, it just seems very different. It's like a new job almost, right? Like you just just started a new job. That's kind of what it feels like. And also being, you know, born out of a a time of adversity. It was interesting. I was talking to a fellow journalist just about the food truck scene and how and why that all happened, you know, in 2008. And it Mm -hmm. was out of tough times. And, I think uh, a lot of businesses that launched during that time are well poised to grapple with a lot of the challenges of this current situation. You guys are uh, well equipped and have the right mindset because uh, you're you're used to having to pivot and adjust and 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 get scrappy too. Yeah, <laughs> totally, one hundred percent. Yeah, and um, you know, one thing that man it really upset me when I saw this um, was that you guys suffered some. Uh, senseless vandalism to your Valencia Street location pretty soon after the uh, stay-at-home order was uh, put in place. So uh, that was pretty rough. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it was surprising for us. You know, I, I think it was kind of just, it came from the same, you know, thing. thing. We didn't understand kind of how serious maybe this, this COVID-19 was. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't, We've seen everybody boarding up their windows and it was more, I thought, you know, from a safety precaution of trying to kind of make sure everything's clean inside. Right. But, you know, there's, uh, you know, unfortunately there, there is vandalism and people that are going to do these things during these types of times and take, take kind of advantage of it. Um, Ours was very senseless. I don't know if you saw the video, but it was just somebody just came by and threw something through the window and walked away and there was really no reason for it. So, yeah. Um, you know, we could sit here and try to kind of figure out 
were we being targeted? Was it senseless? Was it just random? But you know, at this point, yeah. I was just like, you know what? We have so many other things that we have to worry about. Right. We got to keep it moving. Um, yeah. And so, just an effed up moment during a hard time. You're like, okay, salt in the wound right now. But yeah, no, totally. I mean, it, unfortunately, it's continuing too. You know, I mean, I, I've, we've seen some other. Uh, of our neighboring businesses kind of get hit as well. And it's not something that it, there was a lot happening in the same week there, but I'm, mm. we're continuing to see it happen last week too. And so, Shoot. Um, you know, it's, it's something that we all have to kind of be prepared for. And um, I encourage businesses to put in cameras. I know it's another cost, yeah. um, which is sometimes not doable, um, but uh, cameras, any type of, you know, fences that they could put up, you know, just kind of protecting your business if you can. Uh, if you can't, then, you know, just, you know, <laughs> hope for yeah. the best. And these yeah. Times, yeah. Tell me a bit about how we can support you. So obviously we can donate um, to your own initiative and to uh, Filipinos uh, Feed the Front Lines and also order food from you. Uh, so you're doing both takeout and delivery from your Valencia location. Yep. Uh, takeout and delivery from all locations. So Daily City and Oakland both have um, delivery options as well. You can go directly to our site and click the order now tab, or uh, you can, if you're more comfortable for delivery, going to like Uber Eats or DoorDash and Caviar, we are on all those platforms as well. Um, so you can go directly there and order delivery, or uh, we have our, our pickup site on our, our website as well, where you can order ahead, which we encourage so people don't have to come and wait in line and, yeah. you know, go through, you know, it's just a lot, less, less interaction where you just come in and you say, Hey, um, picking up. You. I'm yep. picking it up. Yep. You know, and that's it. Picking up and some of those nachos. Yeah. Picking up some of those nachos. And, you know, and then you're on your way, you know, and yeah. so, um, you know, definitely, you know, eat, you know, uh, Order, order through through the platforms. I mean, you know, CC for the people, feed, Filipinos feed the front line. You know, I understand this is a hard time for everybody. So we're not really pressuring anybody to give. If they can give, please give. Um, you know, I, I guess uh, the other thing is, you know, we will, we want to start reaching out to some of the, the larger organizations and corporations to see if they can kind of um, donate and be a part of this. Because I'm sure, I know every, even large corporations are struggling right now, but there are probably some that are in better positions than others that can yep. give back. And so if anybody's listening that has, um, you know, connections to, to another business that would like to give back to just doesn't know where or, or who to get back to. Um, maybe mention CSIG for the people or Filipinos feed the front lines. Um, uh, so just kind of spreading that word of what we're doing. Um, yep. Totally. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned it's our 10 year anniversary this year. And so we had a lot of things planned like parties and, you know, collaborations and, you know, we're not going to let this stop our show really at the end of the day. And so we're, gonna, we're starting to release merchandise. We just released a shirt today. Um, and we're, we've been working on a bunch of collaborations that we're really excited about. And so that's just another way um, for you to kind of get something uh, cool and be able to rock it and support our brand, but also uh, 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 buy something from us as well. Yep. So, um, so, you know, we're trying to do a lot of different things. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is kind of the end of, uh, of our uh, uh, pivoting, you know, I think we're, we're looking mm -hmm. for other com communities to kind of bring these other food trucks to, you know, we also see that there's an opportunity because there's a lot of other folks that don't even work for us that need work. Right. And we have four food trucks. And so how do we, you know, stimulate somehow 
um, some some business in other communities that need it, but also provide work for others that need it. You know, and just even though that 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 might be a little bit harder for us to kind of manage, um, we feel like we have the 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 resources to do it. Then it's our, our responsibility to go out there and make it happen. I I see your wheels turning. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, literally, you guys are such an inspiration, and you just have so much. Um, strength and spunk and can do ness and we really appreciate everything you're doing to support all of our communities around the bay um, you guys really have the the right heart um, and proud proud of your business and uh, proud that we can say you're a san francisco born business and yep. yeah well you thank guys, you so much that means a lot that means a yeah, lot it's, it's always yeah. good to hear 10 years babe it's great yeah. so yep. Totally. We're, we're here for you. Thank you so much. Thanks for being, being here for us. And now it's time for the two top when I tell you two things I think you should know about. Attention, restaurants, and essential businesses. I just read this in the GGRA newsletter, which you really should subscribe to, wink, wink, nudge. But with so much takeout and delivery happening all over the city, the SFMTA is fast-tracking, converting some adjacent street parking into temporary loading zones for restaurants and essential businesses. They're doing it to encourage physical distancing and to reduce crowding. And check this out. It's free. Yup. You'll find the link to the form in our episode notes or just go to bit.ly slash loading zone. And secondly, I want to do a quick shout out to Confections Bakery on 20th Street in the Mission. They decided to reopen for business. Yay. And not only are they making their awesome biscuit sandwiches and seven kinds of croissants, plus cookies and scones, muffins, bars and cakes, but they're also accepting donations so they can make deliveries to SF General Hospital staff. It ends up SF General is super close to their bakery, and they're even doing a second delivery in the early evening for the night shift folks. They hope to make this a weekly delivery, but they can't do it without your help. You can find a link to how and where to donate in the episode notes or on their Instagram at confections, and that's K-A-H-N-fections. Thank you. Please subscribe to On The Fly by Table Hopper in Apple Podcasts, and it really helps if you can rate and review it. Once again, I'm Marcia Galliardi, and you could subscribe to my newsletter at tablehopper.com and keep up with daily updates on my Instagram stories. I'm at tablehopper across Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please take good care of yourself and others. Thank you. <laughs>